Yo, what is the upskies, everybody, and welcome back to another G gamer, what, GX Gamer Cast. That's what the damn thing's called. Oh my goodness, rough, rough, rough start. Riblet, my cat, is here beside me. He is purring very loudly. He loves to come down here every time I record, and right now he's being quiet, so that's good. Usually they might have two cats, and they usually get pretty loud in the background doing stuff, but right now he's very tame. It's very happy, it's very handsome, and we're going to do this podcast, so if you saw the title, obviously up top, you know, today we are talking about Earthbound, oh yeah baby, and uh, I finally, finally uh, beat the game for the first time, played it for the first time, thank you Nintendo Switch Online thingy with your Super Nintendo, like once I saw that game popped up, I was like, that's it. I have to play this, I have no more excuses, it's right there, and I added it very high in the queue of my backlog, which, geez, I, I, maybe one day I can organize a video and just talk about the backlog games, that, like, I'll just tr try and go through everything that I have added into my, like, I don't have a list or anything, it's just a little file in the back of my brain that, uh, yeah, does, like, every once in a while it screams, like, hey, remember this game you bought, like, seven years ago, you haven't played it yet! Or like, oh, dude, there's this game that, you know, you know, like Earthbound, a game that came out in, when I was three years old or two years old or something. And like, yeah, I, did, I had, of course, I'm not going to know what the hell that game was when I was growing up. And I didn't learn about this game until like, geez, like 20 late, I don't know, 20 late, <laughs> 2008, 2010-ish, I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh, when I was in, like, grade 9-ish or something, that's when I started learning about this game, hearing more and more about it, because I got into YouTube. And it was a very popular game in the in the circle of gaming on YouTube, because in the gaming, well, at least for me, whatever I was watching, I was back then big on Let's Plays, oh, excuse me, just had a Pepsi, and I'm really, I might be, I might be a little burby, so I'm, excuse me in advance, but yeah, no, seriously, it was a big, big, thing of discussion in the gaming community probably still is i don't know i'm not as involved in in that stuff any as much but i'm i'm trying i'm doing my thing you know what i'm doing um but yeah man like watching nintendo capri sun if you guys still remember him he's still active on youtube i don't even get to watch him as much anymore but dude i used to th that guy is literally one of my biggest inspirations for getting into let's playing on youtube because i just loved his stuff so much back then and he actually introduced me to a lot of games that like i didn't think i liked or you know didn't interest me and then you watch some of his let's plays and then and he just shows his love and appreciation and like all of his childhood memories with a game, and yeah, man, he just makes you fall in love with some games, and one of them being Earthbound, another Super Mario RPG, oh, dude, um, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario, or, uh, yeah, I guess there's some Mario games in there, um, Paper Mario, that was a big one, like, mostly it was games that, like, Nintendo games that I knew I couldn't afford, or just felt like I never had a good opportunity of owning so I just like was so desperate I was just like I'll just watch it you know because I wasn't you know I don't know computers that well so I don't know how I don't want to pirate games really uh it's not my like you know it's just not my thing I usually I just want to have my own you know I want to have my copy a real copy but uh anyway yeah, so I experienced Earthbound through a Let's Play from Nintendo Capri Sun way, way, way back in the day. Uh, probably when he released it, so you can look up whenever that was released. That's probably when I got introduced to this game. And, like, yeah, I could totally understand why, uh, for a few reasons, why this game did not do very well back in the day. It wasn't even received critically all that well back when it first came out. Um, and, obviously, it did not sell very well. 
And, uh, yeah, they had this really weird campaign that they had for this game. Uh, literally called it, "It's This Game Stinks. That was their whole marketing campaign behind it. And they're just making fun of the game and saying that it stinks because there's a lot of, like, kind of, I wouldn't call it vulgar, but there's a lot of, I don't know, poo humor kind of stuff. You know, toilet humor, there you go. That kind of stuff. And you would literally get these scratch cards and you would sniff them and you go, oh, that stinks. You know, the freaking AVGN angry video game nerd episode. Uh, the Nintendo Power one. He scratches and sniffs one of the thing and like really stinks. Now, I never sniffed it. I didn't know. I don't own a physical copy of this game and never will because... Um, yeah, it's still an extremely copy, uh, ex extremely expensive game. Even today, for some reason, it's still an extremely uh, valued thing to have a physical copy of. Even though it's available on your Nintendo Switch, it was available on the Wii U Virtual Console. At least one of those, the Wii or the Wii U. It was definitely available on the 3DS. And I had a, I had a 3DS, and I still have it, but I missed the boat back then. That would have been a, amazing to play it on then, but I loved it on the Switch, and uh, we'll talk about that. But um, before we get too far into the meat and potatoes, we already kind of dipped in a spoonful or two there of a little potato and maybe a little bit of meat there. But uh, hold on, let's rear it back a little bit. Let's talk about some things that I've been playing recently and or watching. So I'm going to do a little bit of both. So what have I been playing recently? I started up a playthrough of Chrono Trigger because I want to do an episode on it because it's a very special game to my childhood and like multiple times throughout my gaming life because I've replayed it kind of like you know it started me I was one of the first games I remember ever playing back in the day and then I, I finally got my hands on it again later in life and now I have it still that same copy and I'm just replaying it again just to get the feel for it because I don't know if people notice but I, I when I listened to the Conkers episode and even when I recorded it I knew it wasn't very good and you know I'm gonna call myself on it I didn't think it was a very good episode and I'm already planning on doing a redemption episode on Conkers Bad Fur Day because I noticed I was a moron when I was listening to it I'm like talking about oh I don't have to I don't want to have to hook up my N64 and all that baloney it's like dude you have Game Pass and you said it was on Game Pass, the, the rare replay, so that's, I'm just gonna download that and hopefully play Conquers on that and just replay it and do that game a better justice because I was hoping to do these, I like, there's definitely some games that I don't need to rather re-experience or like, look up a video or two and just kind of reignite my memory. I thought I had that game down but more or less I just had the story about how I acquired the game and was so happy to hold it over my buddy's head for at least like half a decade there before he got his own copy so that was more or less the thing i went in really hot i was like yeah i got this good story and then i was like oh yeah the game fuck i don't really remember it all that well i remember parts of it and i can't believe like it took me almost till the end of the episode to talk about the great mighty poo like geez so i want to go back and like replay that game because i've always been wanting to and i'm hoping i'm hoping i uh, that one my one uh george on uh tomalin or uh, your name, I know your name is George on YouTube, he wanted me to uh, do a Halo 4 Let's Play for my YouTube channel, and if you didn't know, uh, yes, I have a YouTube channel, go over there and check it out, the link will be in the description of this podcast. Uh, I'm currently doing a Disco Elysium playthrough, I love that game very much, so, and if you haven't heard of that game, dude, do yourself a favor, 
go check out a couple episodes of my Let's Play, and if it doesn't hook you into, you know, being really interested in that game, then just watch my Let's Play. It's going to be a really good time. It's a, it's a great story-based uh, thriller mystery game. So, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time. So go over there and check that out. It's a really good time. Uh, but on that, I want to, I have a capture card, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I've been out of the capture card game for a while, so I got this one off of Amazon or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't understand it quite yet, how to record stuff. I'm getting close, though. I'm getting close, but I have to work on it a little bit more. I want to be able to record stuff on other consoles, because right now I'm limited to PlayStation. Uh, I got my PS4 and my PS5. I can record on, tho on those two things, no problem. Xbox, I can, but it's being a dingleberry, and, like, it, it wants me to, like, delete everything off my... And it's just a lot of work, and, like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then I definitely want to be able to start recording, like, Nintendo games if I can, because I would love... If I can do that, then I can actually finish my Orcarina of Time playthrough and do maybe Majora's Mask because I've never finished it. So, yeah, there's a lot of that shit. Uh, lots of plans. I have lots of great, like, tons of things I <clears throat> want to do. I just got to, you know, one step at a time. I don't want to oversaturate everyone with content and oversaturate myself and overwork myself. I'm already doing, like, three podcasts a week, sometimes more than that. And I've been uploading a video every single day on YouTube, given I gave myself a two-day break. Uh, just gave try to give the people on YouTube a, a chance to catch up on my Resident Evil Let's Play that is also over there. I completed that one. Thank you very much. Make sure you go to YouTube and check that one out. That one is probably one of my favorite <clears throat> Let's Plays that I've ever done, honestly. Not just saying that for promotion, but I had a really, really fun time doing it because that was my first full Let's Play I've recorded in about 10 years. So it just felt really good to get back on the saddle, you know what I'm saying? But uh, enough rambling, let's, uh, I've still got more games to talk about. Um, yeah, I've been, so I've been doing Chrono Trigger, I've been playing A Link to the Past, which is you know, one of my big blind spots, and uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to get enough out of it to do uh, a, a, a podcast on it someday. Uh, I've been taking notes on it, and I've been enjoying myself very much. Uh, I just don't know if it would be a great episode, because sadly it's one that I didn't grow up playing. This one I missed. This is the first time I've ever played it. Yeah, I've been on this earth for almost 30 years, and I'm a major gamer, and yeah, I never played A Link to the Past until now. I'm playing it now, so at least I'm getting to it. I've, it's been on my, you know, my playlist for a very long time. And, uh, yeah, again, it's on the Switch Online, the, the first game that came out on it, and I, I slapped myself in the head like, dude, how, even, <laughs> it still took me too long to get to it, but I'm getting to it now, and it's so far so freaking good, man, I'm really digging it, going into it, you know, I've seen gameplay, and I've seen a ton of it, but, you know, it's totally different when you play it yourself for the first time, man, whew, I missed the boat on this one, y'all, I, I wish I played it a long time ago, mostly it was because it was just too damn expensive, for me to acquire back in the day when I was collecting. And I know, I would I would see it for like 25, 30 bucks, which is probably a really good price nowadays. But back then, man, like I just wasn't willing, I just didn't want to pay that much money for a Legend of Zelda game because I was like, it's a Legend of Zelda. It's a classic game. Like it's everywhere. Like you can see it everywhere. I just, I was cheap, you know, I there's tons of stories. You know, I might even be able to do an episode of like my greatest gaming losses 
Uh, I definitely walked away on some things in my gaming collecting history that I wish I didn't because some of them I never saw again and some of them I realized were truly great deals that I was just being too cheap on. So if you guys are interested in me doing a video or sorry, a podcast, a podcast, I will get this. I will get this. You do a podcast, but I also do videos. So it's confusing. Um, yeah, if this, that sounds cool, I think that sounds cool. I'm probably just going to do that because that sounds pretty neat. If I can squeeze a, squeeze that freaking orange enough and squeeze an episode out of it I think I can look at me go I haven't even started this one yet and this is going to be a pretty beefy one I must say and I'm already at like almost 15 minutes so yeah uh, I've been playing Chrono, Tr Chrono Trigger I'm really on a Super Nintendo spree right now there's even more I'm I, I'm not even done yet I want to do and these I've played Donkey Kong Country before but again it's another podcast I'd like to do and I just love to go back I'm just on a nostalgia kick right now y'all I'm loving the Super Nintendo stuff on my Switch uh, just taking me a while to, to get into it and now I'm just like oh I'm just smitten I'm just on an absolute heater of Super Nintendo games. I'm just loving it. Um, and what else have I been playing? What else have I been playing? <clears throat> I think that's about I'm, I, that's about it. Yeah, I haven't. And of course, I'm doing Disco Elysium, which I'm doing a let's play of. So I've been playing that. And again, that game's just just a treat. And this is like my second and a half playthrough because I did a playthrough. No, sorry, my first and a half playthrough? I don't know. I did one full playthrough, no problem. Then I started up a second one, like, right after. I just loved it so much, and I wanted to do it again. And then my attention went elsewhere, and, yeah, I just stopped. So now I'm doing it again. So whatever that is, that's it. Uh, so those are the games I've been playing. And then one TV show I'm watching, which should be done by now that this is coming out, should definitely be out all done because as I'm recording this the final episode came out today so I'm watching Better Call Saul I'm on season six I'm not gonna say anything so don't don't turn this off don't plug your ears don't worry I'm not gonna say anything I'm just gonna say that I'm watching it and I fucking love this show it's so damn good it is so good I don't think I'm I'm you know any different in saying how good it is but I think so far you know this may be a little bit of recency bias but and I want to go back and rewatch it but I do think I like Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad overall just because I enjoy more characters in Better, Better Call Saul and there's a few characters in Breaking Bad that I really don't like um, so I think, uh, again, it may be recent, recency bias. I wanted to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad. But, dude, if you enjoyed Breaking Bad and you haven't got on Better Call Saul, or if you are looking for a show, dude, do Better Call Saul and then go into Breaking Bad. Bam, bam. It'd be phenomenal. You would love it if you haven't watched either. Just got to say. Okay. Uh, I think that's enough rambling. Let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode. And this week's episode is, in fact, Earthbound. And like I said earlier with my history, I never played this game uh, up until fucking 2022. I knew of it. I watched a full Let's Play. I, I watched the whole game, so I knew of it, but my... my um my what do you call it the thing on top of my head that's in there in the in the spherical the brain the brain my memory my memory even you know what i'm saying my memory got fuzzy and uh my buddy at work has been telling me for at least the last year and a half he's like dude play it dude play it dude play it and there's only so many times that i could be like yeah dude it's in my it's in my black backlog category and then like go to work and like yeah dude beat this game he's like oh you're gonna start up uh earthbound now and it's like mm, no i was gonna do all oh, elden ring just came out boom there goes 150 hours and like 
three and a half months of my life. So you know, shit like that happens, dude. It's a, it's a, it's not, it's a great problem to have as a gamer right now. I always say this: we're in the golden age of gaming right now, dude. There is so much, and this is a beautiful thing because there's so much games that, like, I love to intake different people's gaming opinions because there's so much out there. And if someone has played something and really, really enjoyed it that I haven't played, I love that. I love that. I'm like, oh, what is that? You know, I get introduced to so many games that I, <clears throat> sorry, I wouldn't maybe have played before unless I hear someone's gaming opinion that I didn't like, or I do like, sorry, like my friend Josh at work. He's given me like, I don't know, five or six bangers now. He's got me into Hollow Knight, uh, Undertale, mm, what else, what else? Earthbound. Now he's his next one up is Mother 3. So, you know, his gaming opinion matters a lot to me because everything that he offers up has been, I've just adored. I mean, Hollow Knight is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I know, I, it's, you know, I gotta, uh, to say favorite games of all time, you know, that's, you know, that's probably, I've played, I, again, remember, I've been a gamer for about 25 years, uh, hardcore gamer for about 15 of those years. So, I have a big catalog of games that I played. So my favorite games of all time list, you know, I can easily do a hundred. I think I've done it before on my YouTube channel, or at least I tried it. I know I, I made it, but I think I couldn't get it uploaded, but I put a lot of work into it. So yeah, my top, you know, when I say my favorite games of all time, that's probably a list of 25, 30 games. So it's a pretty big list. So just, I'm just kind of criticizing my own, my own things. I say that a lot. I feel like, but yeah, dude, um, earthbound. Wow. Um, what a game, dude. Um, kind of blown away a little bit. Uh, even though I already knew about this game, it just felt like a whole new experience and almost a bit nostalgic in a way, even though I never played the game before, but just because I watched the full Let's Play and that was such a great experience for me. I loved that Let's Play. It was one of my favorite ones of all time. Again, saying that word, but I have, there's my favorite Let's Plays. They're they're in, in that little spot in my brain, tucked away in there. There's some Let's Plays whenever, you know, I don't know what to watch on YouTube for some reason, or I'm feeling down, or I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm craving this one. Like, I have my handful of, of my favorite Let's Plays that I can always go to. I'm like, oh my god, so funny. But, uh, yep, I even got a little bit nostalgic replaying this game because it started jogging my memory. I was like, oh, my God, I remember this from the Let's Play and how fun this was. So, um, let's just, I'm not a big story guy when it comes to games. Like, the story was, I'm not saying that I didn't like the story or anything. It's just, hold on, my, my, my freaking, I just got a new wireless mouse thingy and it just turns off sometimes. So, I just got to get that back on. So, I'm just going to read off a little, you know, thing on wikipedia about the uh story just so you kind of get an understanding because i'm really bad at video games and stories i'm more of a gameplay guy if the story catches me it catches me if it doesn't it doesn't mean it's bad it's just sometimes it's just i've experienced a lot of video game stories so some of them just go over my head so earthbound uh, that is gameplay. There you go. There's plot. Earthbound takes place in the 1990s, several years after the events of the original Mother game. So, Earthbound is a part of the series Mother. It's um, kind of like a remake or uh, an Americanized uh, Mother 2 is Earthbound, and then there's Mother 3. Uh, so, for you know, this is uh, technically Earthbound is kind of like Mother 2. But not exactly. Anyway, in the fictional country of Eagle Land, a parody of the United States, the player starts as a young boy named Ness as he investigates a nearby meteor crash with his neighbor Pokey or Porky, whatever, whoever you are, you know, whatever you want to say, uh, to find his neighbor's brother Picky or Pork, 
Pokey? I don't know. Picky? Pick? I don't know. I think his name might be. There's a there's a English to to uh, Japanese translation error or some something like that. Anyway, I don't know that much stuff. I'm new to this game, okay? So I don't know all the fun facts and all the lore and all that crap, okay? Just give me a break. Then uh, they find an alien force, Gigas or Gigas, whatever you want. Uh, has enveloped the and uh, consumed the world in hatred and consequently turned animals, humans, and objects into malicious creatures. A small bee-like creature from the future named Buzzbuzz Buzz instructs Ness to collect melodies in a soundstone from eight, eight sanctuaries to preemptively stop the force. But uh, Buzz Buzz is killed shortly thereafter when Pokey and Picky's mother mistakes him for a pest on his journey to visit to visit the sanctuaries. Okay, so that's about it. So there's an evil alien force uh, threatening to uh, they're they're it's changing people's moods and making the world evil. So you and your buddies uh, they find the stone and you have to fill the stone from a from eight different sanctuaries around the world. So it's a pretty you know typical sort of RPG plot. There's some evil force. You get this thing. Oh, it scatters all over the place. Got to go all over the place and bring it all together you know pretty 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 common normal story but it was done well it's just done in a totally different style that's the charm of this game it's unlike it kind of makes fun of itself and its rpg-ness and it, it, it's very funny especially uh because it's so hard to nail funny and writing and this game does a great job at doing that i did find myself having a good couple laughs at it it's it doesn't shy away from being funny or making fun of itself and its characters say a lot of funny things. So let's talk about the gameplay in this bad boy, because this is where, again, it takes another little fun twist on uh, RPGs. So it has this roll-down HP system, which I really love. So it, it doesn't really come into effect until a little bit later on into the game, because your health starts out fairly low. So uh, basically, it's like a ticker system. Think of like an old gas station pump before they went digital, where it's like, you know, like numbers and odometer, basically. Uh, so your HP will roll down. So say you have 50, uh, the thing does 20 HP, so your thing starts to roll down fairly quickly, but enough time that sometimes you can sneak in a heal uh, in what would be a fatal blow. You can help, you can heal yourself if you're quick enough <clears throat> to um, save yourself from fainting. So that's really cool, and it can add a lot of like tension to battle sometimes. You're like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, I gotta get these moves done so I can get back to him and do the healing thing to the... Oh, they're dead. There it is. Oh, they're dead. I'm not fast enough sometimes times and um yeah so i really enjoyed that and also it takes place in like first person which i know is uh, it happens in other rpgs but i am fairly new to it especially in turn-based rpgs which this is um it just you don't get to see your characters it's just kind of uh, you're facing the enemies you can see the enemies they don't really move around all that much and your moves don't really they're not very flashy at all they're not like um Super Nintendo, what do you like Chrono Trigger moves or Final Fantasy? You know, it's flashy, crazy, over the top moves. It's pretty plain Jane's, pretty simple. But uh, I'm not complaining, man. Like I'm not a big graphics hound or anything like that. Uh, you also don't get any random encounters. You see the enemies, which is always a huge plus. Uh, that's something that really, you know, gives me a hard time going. But like I tried to play Res or uh, not Resident Evil Three, uh, Final Fantasy Three or Six, whatever. And uh, that one was hard for me to get into because, you know, I didn't really, like, I was liking the combat system, but you have to, like, memorize button combos and shit, and, like, I wasn't playing that shit because sometimes I go not playing a game for a couple of days and I forgot all the combos and what to do and shit. So, like, yeah, it didn't hit for me, and plus there's random encounters and that shit drives me crazy. 
absolutely hate random encounters. So it not having that is great. Uh, you get to see all the enemies. You get an, you get an advantage on them if you sneak up on the enemies or a disadvantage if they hit you in the back. Uh, you get a variety of these PSI moves, which is basically magic. Like I said, they're not very flashy, uh, which, you know, they just kind of, you get like water moves, fire moves. They're pretty plain Jane. Like I would even say like some of the Pokemon <laughs> Game Boy uh, color animations were maybe a little bit more uh, prettied up, I guess, more animated in uh, in those games than they were in this one. But there's also this really cool auto fight option, which is wicked and like something I have never seen even in RPGs today. I don't think I've ever seen something like that where you just hit auto fight. There's an option for it, just like when you have attack and all that shit, you can do auto fight. So say you're just, I don't know, it was great for me because I always like to sit there and have a coffee. And like if it's an enemy that I've been maybe fighting a bunch, you know, I missed my turn or I did something wrong and I had to go backtrack or something like that. And you want to, and you're not quite high enough level. And that's another feature that is in this is that when you're high enough level, and then, like you run into an enemy, it'll just automatically like skip the fight, and you win. You get the XP, and it's awesome. You don't even have to, you know, waste your time and like, oh, I'm just gonna destroy this enemy. It'll just skip that for you if you're freaking high enough level, which is an amazing thing. I love that. I absolutely adore that feature. So freaking cool. But yeah, the auto fight feature. Fuck so neat like i wish other rpgs had that like i don't know like people get busy sometimes like it's nice to have a feature like that like sometimes yes sometimes yes it does fuck me it did fuck me over a few times where like i don't know maybe an enemy had a reflect thing up and it would do a magic attack and i would get hit that something i wouldn't do or but then sometimes it's really good because it's really fast and like it can get that heal off if you're got a, a fatal blow. It can get that heal off, and, and it's really good at doing that. And sometimes it was even gave me some pointers because, like I said, this is my first playthrough, and it gave me some pointers on like how to heal certain things, something certain ailments. I'm like, oh, uh, I didn't know. For example, like you can do what is it, uh, healing three or something? There's like omega. I don't know. There's like those omega signs. So there's like healing three. You can actually revive your uh, teammate, which I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And I learned that through auto fight was so it also was able to teach me some things, which was really fucking key. Uh, so I really enjoyed that battle, the battle system. What else did I have written down? Uh, yeah. And the auto auto skip feature, which was fucking so cool, man. I love that. So, so nice. Like the, the, to cut the fat out of the, the less fun parts of the RPGs, like the grinding, things like that. That's why I'm really enjoying replaying some old RPGs on the SNES or not on, on the SNES, on the Switch. Like I, I finally played Final Fantasy IX for the first time like a year ago on the Switch and I loved it. I loved it. I, I know they have these features in the other versions, but I played it on the Switch and you can literally, you can speed up time, you can uh, speed up battles, you can give yourself like full HP, like say you're just like, I just want to grind really quick. You can, I grinded like 10 levels in like seven minutes, which would normally take me like 35 minutes if I didn't have the auto, you know, the speed up thing. You can do a whole bunch of that cool shit that just makes, it doesn't make you a little bitch. It just fucking adds a little bit of like, you know, upgrades, some really, um, what's the word? Quality of life updates that are just fantastic, fantastic. So I also have Final Fantasy seven, which, I've played most of, not on my Switch yet. I'm going to restart it. I'm going to do a full new playthrough because I got through, like, I'd say about two-thirds of that game. Then I got 
lost or something and I just got out of it. It was terrible. I'm sorry. I haven't fully finished it. Uh, I didn't play Final Fantasy Remake, but uh, I want to play the original before any more of that remake comes out because I want to experience it the old way. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about freaking Earthbound. But yes, the battle system is really cool, really unique. I can only imagine how how fucking cool it must have been like the people the lucky people that actually got this game back in the day how blown away they probably were to like whoa like if say if they were a chrono trigger fan or, or a final fantasy fan like whoa this is like something really different man it's really different i really really enjoyed it okay so next let's talk about some of the some of the characters featured in this game because that is the one of the highlights if not the highlight of the game is the character and the characters of the game uh, so you start out, you're playing as Ness. I forget what I called him. I think I called him, uh, oh, jeez. I don't remember what I called him. I might have called him Riblet or something like that after my cat because I just love saying Riblet. Uh, I never knew who Ness was. The, the first time I fig- I saw this guy was in Super Smash Bros. on N64. And I never knew who the fuck he was. I don't even think anyone knew who like who I played with back then. Like, my uncle, I don't think he knew who he was. I don't think anyone knew who he was. But uh, he doesn't say anything in the game, so he's basically you. So if you like you, you like Ness. So I'm fine with me. I think I'm charming. So I thought he was very charming. And uh, the character kicks ass with a baseball bat, and he always wears his hat backwards. So, or he, well... I guess not, I don't know, he always has his baseball cap on, so not too much to say about Ness other than he's just freaking iconic and his look is really cool. Uh, Paula, she's pretty cute, she's pretty cool, she's totally like Ness's girlfriend, they don't like overly say it, but uh, it's totally a thing, totally a thing. She has some good magic and bashes demons with like a frying pan for the most part, Uh, but she was probably my least favorite to use in the party overall, she was more of like that, you know... Uh, the, the healer, she had some good magic though, she had some of the more powerful magic attacks, but if I had to say who was my least favorite of the four party members, you only have four in this game, I think four, there might be others, I mean if you count the teddy bears and stuff, I guess there's another one, but uh, yeah, I guess she would be my least favorite, but I still liked her, there's nothing wrong with her, she would just probably be my, she does the least cool things I guess, because the magic isn't really flashy, but she does really good uh, powerful magic attacks, so that's really cute, then you got, hi baby, you coming to join the podcast too? All the kitties are down here now. Then you got Jeff. He's really cute. Uh, I really, I really like Jeff. He's like the nerdy inventor friend, and like those dudes are always awesome. And he's like, oh, but I gotta fix my glasses and stuff. But they also like this dude also develops like fucking rockets and shit. Like he's a really good inventor. He's the only one that can use like the bottle rockets in the game, which took me a minute to figure out. I was like, why can't these people use this stuff? And then you get him, and he freaking uses it. And oh my goodness, the bottle rockets are so OP, dude. Like, oh, if you're playing through this game and you find the dude, the black market dealer that's selling them, like, stock up because oh, dude, I saved these things for boss fights and like pretty much cheesed a lot of the boss fights because I would just like a couple of these rockets and boom, they're done. No big deal. And they're so freaking powerful, man. But he, you also pick up, like, broken things throughout the game. I didn't get a lot of them to work. I was, like, I don't know. It was, like, hit and miss. I don't know if all of them turn into shit, but some of them turn into really fucking helpful things. Like, one, I think, is, like, an HP sucker. You can, like, suck. You know, it is what the fuck it's called. You suck HP from people. Which, you know, do I need to explain it any more than that? Uh, there's, like, uh... I don't know. I know all I know is that one turned into a fucking rocket launcher thing, and I used the shit out of that because that was super useful. You just shooting a rocket launcher every time didn't do as much damage as the bottle rockets for some reason, but it was really freaking useful. And um, yeah, man, the the other like I just wish that it was more consistent because you have to like sleep in the in a hotel overnight, 
and then sometimes he fixes shit, sometimes he doesn't. I didn't look into, like, if he had to be a certain level. All I knew is that, like, I had maybe, like, five or six things that were broken at the end of the game that I never ended up getting fixed, so there's probably a lot of cool shit that I missed. And then the last guy that you get is Pooh. Uh, oh, I don't... Oh, did I say... I think I called uh, Paula Rita. If my buddy Cal is uh, listening, uh, me and him, you know, fucking Rita. Westside Rita. He, he knows. He knows what I'm talking about. I hope he's laughing about it right now. Looking like an absolutely psychopath right now. Laughing in, in a random place right now, you fool. Jeff. I called him... Jeff. What did I call him? I don't remember what I called Jeff. Uh, Pooh, I definitely called Venus. Uh, not joking on penis, but no, my buddy Billy. Sometimes I call him Venus. So I just felt like, I don't know, it was funny. Uh, you get him late in the, kind of late in the game, and he can only wear like these special armors, so he's kind of different from your normal character, but he's pretty loaded out of the gate. He's pretty powerful. He's got a lot of HP. He's got some really strong magic attacks, and uh, I, I, I wasted a lot of food on this dude because I didn't even learn until reading up a couple things when I was... Um, you know, writing up notes for this podcast that, like, he only eats specific foods as well, which I didn't figure out. So I wasted, like, I don't know, five or six, like, food items. Not even some half of them I wasn't even thinking. I'm like, oh, I got to heal. And then I give him a food. I'm like, oh, dummy, that doesn't work. He would only get, like, one HP out of something that I can give you 200. So I was like, oh, that was a total fucking waste. Uh, but he's pretty damn good, man. Like, he can heal. He's got the, um, what's the freaking uh, Star Storm, which is, like, goddamn. That's a pretty, if, if there's, the, if that's, if, I think that's probably the most the flashiest magic move in the game. I would have to think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, Starstorm. That's a really fucking cool name for a move. And uh, he's a karate master that has a baby head. It doesn't really come off that way in the video game. Like, he definitely, the baby head thing for sure. He definitely has the baby head. But when you see a picture of him, like, I looked up a picture of him on, like, the wiki or, 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 or whatever. And, like, yeah, to see, like, that baby head, but it's on, like, a normal person's body is really entertaining. I fucking love that. Uh, Pooh is, hmm... I don't know. I can't really... I don't know who my favorite is. Like, if out of the three party members, I think Jeff would be my favorite just because he had a lot of useful things and he's nerdy and quirky and really cute and, and he comes to help us uh, telepathically. He's so key. Uh, some other characters that I enjoyed in the game, uh, Porky or Pokey, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I, think it, I think it's supposed to be Porky, but he, his name is Pokey in the game, so uh, he's the secondary bad guy. He's, like, really funny, and he's always behind uh, everything, screwing, like, everything in every place you go, there's always a problem, and he's always freaking behind it. He's always behind everything, and he's a total freaking douchebag, and I hate this guy, and I can't wait to play Mother 3 because... You know, if you haven't, you know, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, there's probably going to be some spoilers in this. So, you know, just giving you a warning. And this is all I know about Mudda 3. Mudda 3 is that I believe he is the main uh, bad guy in that game. So I'm really excited to get to that game and see what, see how much more of a douchebag he, he can become. <laughs> Goodness, I'm struggling a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to play some Mother 3. Uh, Nessa's dad. Uh, he's basically just a telephone because you never see him. But uh, he sends you money like all the time whenever you get in a fight. Uh, he is your main source of money. You don't get money from the enemies. I don't think you do. Maybe sometimes. But whenever you call him, like sometimes you, I would go on a big old friggin' I'm um, just killed a whole handful. He's like, oh, here's a fucking fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, holy shit, dad. Where where are you getting this? I'm like, goodness gracious. So I really liked him for that and. Um, 
Other, and he saves your data, of course, which is, you know, someone's got to save your data, which is, you know, it, I didn't have to use them all that much for that. And sometimes I forgot he even did that because, like I said, I was playing on the Switch. One of the great, 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 great things, one of the amazing things you can do on the Switch is you can make you can make save states basically wherever you want. You can pause the game and just save it wherever you are, in the middle of the boss fight, whatever, if you got to do shit. And I don't give a fuck about save states, dude. Like, it is the most useful thing and the biggest reason why I can get back into these games now because, like, it fits my lifestyle so much more. Like, if I just want to bang out, you know, 15 minutes or I got to stop, like, oh, it's so good to have the save states. And, yeah, I'm a little bitch. And I'm not very good at old school games, man. I'm very bad at them. I've barely beaten any of them. That's why I'm going to say it now. I'm not ranking this game in my top Super Nintendo's game list because I don't really have one that I could justify exists because I started on the Super Nintendo. I was very young, didn't know what I was doing. My opinions are skewed. I'd played a lot of bad games, and I barely finished any games back then. So that's why I'm trying to go back and beat some of those games now. Like, I never beat any Mario games on there. Never beat... Uh, Chrono Trigger on it, I've beaten it now never beat any Final Fantasy never beat Metroid, never played any Castlevanias like, dude, yeah, there's a lot a uh, lot to offer up that I missed on the Super Nintendo that I'm trying my best to get back to now, and the Switch has been my gate to that, so I just, thank you Switch so much for doing that uh, the only annoying thing about Ness's dad is that he calls you randomly sometimes that like sometimes just yucks my yum, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just playing, having a good time and this is just such a Nintendo thing. They're like oh hey, you've been playing for like seven minutes. Do you think you should take a fucking break or something? Like geez, do you have to pound it into my skull that I'm a fucking loser and I've been playing this game for like three hours straight? Leave me the hell alone. Like it's annoying, but it's not like Navi the Fairy annoying, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, you know, every once in a while like it probably happened I don't know, 10, 12 times or so throughout the game where he's like, hey, maybe take a break. But I was like, no, I don't want to. Stop telling me to stop playing your game, goddammit. Like, especially the, the first time I, I played this game, I sat there, like, I got addicted right out of the gate. I played it for, like, four straight hours the first time I played it. I was, like, smitten right away. I was like, wow, this is this is really good. Uh, but he does mean well, so I guess he can slide this time. But you're on thin ice, old man. You stop calling me and bothering me. I'm just trying to have an adventure. But, he, like I said, he means well. Uh, the photo man. Oh, jeez, what can we say about this guy? He he just shows up all over the freaking place. And I swear to God, half the time, because, you know, now this is a bit of a sad thing, but uh, I played the game on, like, low... Like, I had the sound on, but it wasn't very loud. And also, I like to listen to podcasts when I game sometimes. So I was listening... This is one of the games that I could play... Uh, play it and also listen to a podcast because the music for the most part like there's nothing wrong with the music I enjoyed the music but you know sometimes you're in an area and I just don't have to listen to the same track over and over again I'd rather intake my podcast because I listen to a lot a lot of podcasts so uh, I won't be saying too too much about the music I'll say enough about it but if you know about the music like you know what if it's good it's great it's great music if you want to go listen to it go listen to it. it's fantastic there's nothing wrong with it at all it's just not like, you know, crazy Final Fantasy style. It's different. It's quirky. It's, it's different, goddammit. That's what makes it cool. Uh, but he comes around snapping photos of you all the time. But I swear to God, uh, I'd have my uh, sound turned down and you would, it would like, st it just stops you every time. But there's a music, music that plays that you know it's him. And sometimes I wouldn't hear it. I'm like, oh, what the hell's happening? Am I frozen? Why am I stuck? What's going on? And then he would come down, like, oh, gotta get my, my fucking picture taken. Fuzzy pickles. Gotta say fuzzy pickles every time you get your picture taken. Um, yeah, he was really cool, man. Uh, but the pictures are really great. Like, I, I, I knew what was going to happen. Like, every time, like, you knew you get your picture taken, they're going to freaking give you a nice, uh, 
uh, collage of the pictures at the end of the game that always brings the feels back. Always, I love when games do that. It's one of my favorite things that games do. It always chokes me up just a little bit because A, I'm sad the game's over, and then you get to reflect on all those. Like, oh yeah, that place was so cute. Oh, there's that guy. I love that. And like, oh yeah, I knew that was coming, and what a great touch on a game. I love when they do that. All right, let's get into some of the locations in this game. This is, um, yeah, uh, they're all kind of named after numbers. They're like one at two sun, threed, uh, and so on and so forth, kind of like that. Uh, don't know if that's overly important. Uh, it's just, I think, to keep it simple, stupid. But, um, okay, let's get into the first town. So the first town is, I don't know if it's, I, I was calling it Onet. But if it's one at, so so be it. It could be one at. It could be whatever the hell you want. It's suggestive. That that's like, that's the thing about old RPGs. They didn't have voice acting. Everything's red. And I think they did it on purpose to make like a lot of names and location names. Like, you know, those kind of words that are like, oh, it could be pronounced that way or this way. And they're like, actually, it's this third fucking weird way. And everyone's like, rabble, 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 rabble. No, it's my way or the highway, brother. It could be whatever the fuck you want it to be, dude. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I'm going to call it Onet is your hometown and it's a nice little town. It's got all the storage you need. It's pretty simple. Just a nice little place, nice little mountains where you start the game. Uh, pretty simple. Not a lot of crazy shit going on. Not a big theme to it other than it's just a nice, simple home time, hometown, kind of like your pallet town in the Pokemon games. Just, you know, nice and simple. Then you go to Tucson or Tucson. Yeah. I just call it Tucson. I'm going to call it what I want to call it. I don't give a shit. Tucson is pretty similar to Onet, Onet. But, uh, but better, because you get people here, you get Paula, Paula's house is here, and you get, well, you get to, uh, work to get her here, and the Apple and Orange Kids house are here, they're like little inventors, they're pretty neat, uh, they're not as good inventors as, uh, our boy, uh, Pete, Jeff, Jeff, is that your name, what's your name, bro, fucking, I'm really, yeah, Jeff, his name is Jeff, his name is Jeff, uh, yeah, I, I liked, I like Tucson, like, again, it's a little bit simple, but it had more feeling to it than the first town you're at. Um, then you go to this place called Happy Happy Village and like right out of the gate you know shit is weird uh, it's like another normal town but it's filled with a bunch of cra crazy freaking cultists and you start talking to people and they're all talking weird and you're like oh no there's definitely Kool-Aid in the water in this freaking place cause like you can feel the culty vibes right away at least I can in my adult form I don't know if that how children would have reacted to playing this but uh yeah it's a little creepy it's a little you can tell there's something off about this town and one of the crazy people's like chasing you around is freaking scary i don't like it uh then you go to three. Oh, this is the first place i was like oh snap I fucking love this place. I absolutely adored it. It's uh, overrun by all these zombies and all the people are scared. Half of them are hiding in their houses, too scared to come out. Go up all these houses. They're like, are you a zombie? And you're like, no, I'm just a child. Let me in. They're like, no, I don't trust you. You're probably a zombie. But it's cool. Uh, the people in the tent, there's like uh, a tent in the middle of town, kind of like a circus. And there's like this group of people that are trying to come up with all these ridiculous plans to get all the zombies out. I don't remember them, but all I remember is that they're really freaking hilarious. But overall, it has this, like, great spooky vibe. It's dark. Like, this is a really a tone change. You go from these bright, colorful little towns to this dark, spooky place with a bunch of cemeteries. There's zombies chasing you all around. Oh, buddy. This is probably uh, top two, top three favorite spot. Like, I really liked it. I don't think it's my favorite one. We'll talk about my favorite one in a little bit. 
next we go to Winters. It's it's an okay place, you know, snowy, so it's got snow all over it, all over it, so it's pretty white. But it's got some pine trees and stuff in there, so it's some green. But it's cool because this is where Jeff is located. He gets the message from Paula to come save you, and you take over as him for a little bit. Uh, it's got a bunch of goofy-looking cavemen guys all around, and some freaking big old bears that look pretty freaking stupid but uh they also and they also got this like stone hedges there they're talking about and like okay that's random very alieny uh, but the best thing without question about this area is the bubblegum monkey that helps you get out i don't know it's just freaking adorable looking monkey and then of course tessie just gotta rub my nose here i got a freaking itch probably a cat hair and tessie who is like the loch ness monster of the place just like this lookout party looking out for her or him whatever her i'm gonna call it a her and when she comes out of the water, it's just so like, and it just pops up. It's just really funny. After that, I went to you go to Saturn Valley. It's got a bunch of those weird little pink dudes with big noses. I don't know. They look kind of like Ziggy the, from the comic book. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, good for you. Look like a bunch of fucking Ziggies all over the place. Uh, but you can use their hotels and hospital for free, so that's fucking awesome. And there's a hot spring to this place. It's uh, it's pretty nice. It's a nice, relaxing place, uh, kind of like in the mountains. You go into the little caves. The little dudes, they're kind of kind of cute, but also a little unsettling. I don't know. After you go to Dusty Dunes Desert, it uh, looks so pretty, man. I just love the look of Western settings in 16-bit style. It's just fucking something about it, man. Like that Live Alive game or whatever that comes out. I saw the trailer or some gameplay or whatever. And there's that, you know, that cowboy. And I was like, oh, that looks so pretty in that style, dude. I just love the freaking cowboy in 16-bit. Just something about it. Overall, it's like other than the other than that it's just kind of a open desert at the top but and there's like a i don't know a traffic jam or some shit but you know i just love the just love the look of a good old cactus on on super nintendo man it's just good shit uh gold mine maze fuck this place i hate mazes in video games like fuck mazes mazes are stupid i hate them they're a waste of time make it better when you can't come up with something don't just throw a maze in there it's dumb Moonside is freaking awesome. Moonside's one of my favorite. Like, it's in that 2-3 spot. I don't know which one I like better between it or uh, 3. I'll probably... Ooh, I don't know. Because, like, everything is backwards there. So, it's got this really cool, like, vibe. Like, it's literally backwards. Um, like, yes is no. No is yes kind of deal. It's really fucking cool to talk to all the people there. And I struggled with it. Because, like, it literally... Like, they'll ask you those questions. And you have to answer it, like, in the reverse fashion. So, it threw me off a little bit. And then it, like, turns all neon at one point. Like, oh, baby. When it goes all neon, it's fucking gorgeous. I love the neon look of everything. Neon outlines. Kind of like the New York City of this game. has got all those big buildings and a bunch of taxis and shit riding around. But, like, I really dug this place, man. Then there's Summers. I mean, damn. Just a nice beach beachside city. I gotta love that. Then you go to Delam. Delam is where you get poo. Pretty cool area up high in the sky. Has a really cool temple and shit. Uh, on the inside, it's all golden. I really like the, the whole golden palace vibe on the inside. Uh, then you go to Scaraba Desert. It's kind of meh. I didn't like this place. If you walk around too much, you get like heat stroke or some shit. And I didn't know what was going on for the first. I was like, why is my screen flashing? Am I poisoned or something? Then, yeah, it took me a second to figure out how to how to deal with the sickness. And, uh, yeah, but, but going through there, yeah, bit of a pain. Bit of a pain. Didn't like it that much. Um, inside the Dungeon Man was a cool area of the game. You have to go into this giant, like, statue dude that's following you around at one point, And you go inside of him to get the submarine that's inside of him. 
or that was a weird way to say that. I said inside a lot. Uh, you go in him to get the submarine. And uh, no, not the sandwich submarine. You go in to get the fucking uh, aquatic vehicle that go that submerges. Yeah, he has one of those inside of him. You have to go in and get it. So yeah, it's that kind of cool. Swamp of the Deep Darkness looks really awesome, but it's a fucking pain in the ass to get through. You walk, like, really slowly through the mud and stuff, and, it, and it's really easy to get lost. And I think there's this dark part in it that just, nah, not for me, dog. It's a nah for me, dog. Then you go to Lumine Hall. Lumine, Lumine, Lumine. Uh, it's home to those adorable little shy tender people. They're so freaking cute. They're like, we're all shy. We don't like to talk to anybody. I'm like, oh, I can totally relate sometimes. Underneath them, though, is the Lost World, which is awesome. It's like this big old location with dinosaurs all over the place. This forgotten world. It's really cool. You get a different scope of, you get a different feel for, like, size. Because, like, you're really small and the map is zoomed out, kind of. I don't know if I like that or not, but it was different. And I just enjoyed how big the fucking dinosaurs are and dinosaurs rule so fucking cool ass area then there's fire spring i didn't really like this area because it's again it's a bit of a maze and i hate that shit god damn it i hate fucking mazes plus it's mostly just this dark brown ass cave so like not a lot of cool colors dark ass brown with a little bit of fire around it so yeah wasn't a big fan of this place Oh, now, here we go. I think this, I'm going to give, this is my favorite place in the game just because I'm a fucking mushroom nut and this just reminds me of, like, a, a trip where you're just in a different alternate world, but it was really cool. Uh, Magicant or whatever, how, Magicant, Magicant, uh, when you're inside of Ness's mind, um, fucking so cool, man. It's my favorite, favorite part of the game. Uh, really weird, trippy-like area. You got, like, characters all throughout the game spread out and there's like carrots as trees it's like as trippy as it sounds like it's just a really fucking cool area i don't want to spoil it too too much but uh you also have to f actually i'll spoil it enough then you have to fight um like the evil version of yourself it's just fucking sweet man and then you go to the cave of the past it's whatever it's like this thing that you have to get blown off into space or into the future for uh it's just like this gray cave area it's not very big but it's the leads up to the final boss fight and but you're you're fucking robots so like that's pretty badass the fact that you get to be robots at the end i like that so that's cool Okay, so that's all the areas. Like I said, my favorite one is going to be that inside the Ness's mind, the Magicant, Magicant, whatever. And uh, yeah, a toss up between Moonside's really freaking cool, man. I'll probably go with that one at two and then three. Yeah, because those areas were just fucking sweet. Now let's talk some fucking bosses, y'all, because there's a handful of bosses in this game. There's almost 30 of them, I think. There's a lot. So I'm just going to talk about the ones that really stood out to me. If you want to chime in and uh, tell me which ones, if I didn't talk about your favorite, fucking tell me, man. Because, like, I just, like, it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't like them. It's that there's 30 of them. I'm not going to sit here and talk about all 30 of them because we're almost at 50 minutes already. So just relax. Um, I gotta say, all the Starman bosses are freaking good. Uh, some of them are actually really hard. I have to say that this game is kind of challenging. Uh, not, like, super-duper challenging. Like, oh my god, like, this is Dark Souls, but RPG form. Um, I would just say that, like, I just died a lot. I wouldn't say it was because I was bad. Sometimes it was just unfortunate luck, bad reaction time, stuff like that. I wouldn't say it was, like, really hard. Um, the final boss gave me some trouble. That's just because I was doing it wrong for, like, the first three tries. So, I guess it wasn't actually that hard other than me just being dumb. But, yeah, I did notice I died, like, a lot in this game. But it didn't bother me or anything. I wouldn't call it hard. I would just say it was, like, a nice challenge, in my opinion. But, I, again, I play a lot of games. So, it may be harder to others. Maybe even easier to others. I don't know. 
then, uh, so they're just fucking, like, so these are the dudes that, like, I always remembered standing out, because A, they're on the box art, so I was always like, oh, man, those guys are really cool, and yeah, I think they are, honestly, probably the coolest standard enemy slash boss, because they're kind of standard enemies late in the game, but they're also, some of them are bosses, they're just really freaking cool, man, I think they look awesome, and especially the, Del- I think, what's his name, the Starman Deluxe, he looks especially cool, he's, like, silver, and got, like, a little more details to him, he's just fucking cool. Uh, Boogie Tent and Threed was really cool. I just like the fact that um, the the fight was whatever. I just love the fact that a scary face appears on the t- on the tent, and now it is evil. It's just like hey, and you're like oh Jesus, that was a that was a scary tent the whole time. Oh jeez. Uh, another boss I really enjoyed was Shroom. That's how they spelled it. Uh, well, this one's a little bit obvious, isn't it? I love Shrooms, and they spelled it Shroom like the psychedelic. So this one's awesome. Uh, the Frankenstein Mark II. Oh, I love the look of this thing. It's like a fucking tank bottom, but it's got this like creepy, scary robot on top. So freaking key. And I think he's, I don't know if you fight him with Frank Fly, but Frank Fly was also really cool. He's at least with the robot. Uh, he was really cool. He's also, like so sketchy. He's one of the earlier bosses that you fight in the game. He's got all these knives and yeah, he's just a little weird, man. And of course you get the awesome Chuck Berry music here, which has been a big problem in the past for Nintendo and the licensing. Cause it's literally just a straight up knockoff of uh oh what's the song name i know it's chuck berry um it's in back to the future whatever we'll just pass it it'll drive you guys nuts you're someone out there screaming the name right now but not me because i don't remember it uh the diamond dog diamond dog uh, i love the look of the dog would make a really cool looking pokemon if that's not a pokemon you know i don't know all the pokemon because there's like eight thousand of them now and like they make them into ice creams and like i don't know snow cones probably so if there's not a diamond dog they should probably do a diamond dog because that would be really cool because this one in the game looked really cool and the background on this fight was really trippy a lot of the backgrounds in this game are pretty trippy but this one in particular i was like whoa i wasn't even high man i was just like whoa bro this is chippy uh, Master Belch, oh man, I think this is a lot of people's, like, favorite, because, like, I don't know, this is kind of the guy behind the marketing campaign of, like, it stinks, because this dude is absolutely disgusting, in all the right ways, in my opinion, he's just, he's just absolutely disgusting, and, uh, I really enjoyed him, uh, the Kraken, Kraken was pretty cool, I love the music in this fight, uh, it was pretty fun, I enjoyed the build-up to finally, like, getting to the Kraken, because it's like, oh, it's that legendary creature, you know, I gotta fight it, and then you finally get to it, but, uh, honestly, it wasn't the coolest-looking Kraken, I was kind of expecting more, it just kind of looks like a, kind of like a green plant, but, uh, it was pretty cool, though, I, I, it's not, it's just not the coolest Kraken, you know, there's, there's so many Krakens, though, I mean, how can you get, how can you, you know, I, I like the old-school Kraken, I don't remember the name, though, like, Jason the Argonauts, maybe, one of those fucking movies, the one in there, cool. Uh, then, of course, you got Pokey. Uh, he's not much of a fight, uh, he's just kind of with Gygus at the end, but, uh, you have to beat him kind of first before you can get to Gygus, and, uh, but he looks so freaking cool, though, in his spider robot thingy, like, crab spider robot thing, so cool, and then he looks really, like, unsettling, like, he goes, like, kind of looks like a zombie, he's all gray, and you can't see his eyes, he looks really fucking, like, possessed, or so he just looks really fucked up, and, uh, yeah, I just really like the design on him, and then, of course, you got the final boss, Gigas, Gigas. 
uh, I gotta say, he's uh, he's my favorite boss in the game overall, man. It was a really fucking cool fight. Uh, the disturbing was very uh, unsettling. If I, I think it's pretty well known what this guy's all about. If you haven't seen it, you know, just look up Gigas on Google really quick, and that red thing that you see, yeah, that's what it is. It's a total tone shift for the game. It's definitely the creepiest thing in the game that you'll ever see. And one of the, I definitely could see this being a nightmare fuel for young children, whoever played it back in the day. Uh, but the music and the setting is really fucking creepy, and it really dug into me after a while, because I had to fight it so many times, and, like, I really got into a long battle with it, then, like, I wouldn't die, and it wouldn't die, because I didn't know you have to pray to take it down, and, uh, yeah, so I was fighting it for, like, probably 20-25 minutes, and, like, the music, even though I didn't have it on very loud, I had it on loud enough that I can, like, experience the unsettlingness of the fight that you hear about, and, yeah, no, it totally does, it totally, like, the longer you're in it, and the more times you have to do it over and over again, yeah, it definitely kind of dug in there just a little bit, uh, just when uh, it keeps screwing up, uh, it keeps like spewing out these creepy words as well. I don't remember exactly what it's saying, but uh, yeah, it definitely uh, fucked fuck and said some weird shit uh, coming out of its mouth over and over again. And and like the more that you heard it, the more fucked up that it gets. Like the faster the screen in the background starts to move, the more like distorted the screen starts to get, the more fucking weird shit it starts to say. Plus, I did not know how to fight it. Like I said earlier, I didn't know that you had to pray to it, so I fought it for a really long time. And then after, like, I got killed that time, I was like, okay, I must be doing something wrong because I put so much damage on it. Then I looked it up, and yeah, you gotta pray to it, like, numerous times. I did it one time, and I was like, okay, that seems to be good. And then I just stopped, and I kept fighting it. But no, you gotta have Paula pray to it, like, eight or nine, ten times, something like that. And she prays to all, like, important characters that you met throughout the game. And then they pray for you, and they send all their assistance. And that is Gigas' ultimate downfall, is human emotion. He just cannot translate, cannot process, does not compute. And that is how you beat him. And it seriously does, truly stands out as one of the most iconic, disturbing final bosses uh, in the history of video games. Like, it's still pretty disturbing now. Like, I'm not going to sit there. I didn't sit there and have a bunch of nightmares and uh, and stuff like that i didn't sit there and cry but um yeah no it was definitely a little bit unsettling it was a little uncomfortable uh, a little bit but um yeah dude a really cool fucking fight uh really enjoyed the game uh, so let's talk about uh since i enjoyed the game so much but there were it's not a perfect game no game is overly perfect in my eyes uh there's always going to be a little flaw or two but let's just talk about a couple things that i didn't like overly too much so let's just get it out of the way it's not something that bothered me but i know it bothers people so i'm going to bring it up uh the graphics aren't as pretty as a square square soft square enix game uh but the graphics aren't all that important to me but uh, i just figured i'd mention it yeah it's a little bit ugly to say if you look at it from you know just the back box art or something you turn it around you're like oh it's this cool star man then you turn around and it's like this kind of childish looking kitty color very colorful kind of childish looking graphics but you know what man i it didn't bother me one little bit but i just figured i'd mention it um, some things you have to do in the game to proceed can be a little bit cryptic, but again, this is another thing I'm throwing into. It doesn't really matter nowadays because you have the internet now, so whenever you get stuck, you just look it up. Not like in the old days. It wasn't exactly an option back then in 1995. You couldn't ov- always look up uh, things on the internet. So yeah, there were a few weird things that like I just noticed, like, oh fuck, if I played this back then or like back before I got onto the internet, oh yeah, I'd be done, one and done right here. Like, this would be the end of the game. There's no way I would have figured that one out because I'm dumb. 
the dad calling you to interrupt you at times, like I said, can kind of yuck my yum, kind of wrecks my spree if I'm having a nice gaming session, I'm just feeling it, having a good time, and he calls me up and just interrupts me, kind of kind of sucks a little bit. And you can only move three items at a time with the phone storage system with your sister. Uh, that can be a pain at some time. I know there was one point where like I didn't know that there was a limit so when I eventually I just started throwing a whole bunch of stuff in there and when I got to like late game I think it was around the swamp area where I had to spend like I swear like 30 minutes calling her up like okay you got to take this out I'd sell it fucking okay I need these and I would just be swapping back and forth but you can only do three items at a time which is a little bit annoying but I understand there is some limitations to the to the system so it, it's not that big of a deal but there was that one time I was like this fucking sucks yeah, other than that, man, that's that, those are the only things that kind of bothered me in the game. Not too much. Uh, what I liked, obviously, I love the battle system. It was fucking cool. It was different. Um, I think it stood out in the crowd from all the RPGs that I've played in my past. I really enjoyed all the characters. They had a lot of charm. They were funny. Uh, all the characters, all like the side characters that you can talk to throughout the game. Uh, like the, the doctor, uh, he was really funny. Uh, the... Oh, what are the dudes? The Runaway Five were freaking good. You have to you meet them throughout the game a, f a handful of times. They were really funny. Uh, the Mr. Saturn dudes were really, they were unique. They were they were cute. Uh, the shy people were really adorable and stuff like that. So I really liked I liked the characters in this game. It was really just you know you were excited to go up to a random person like oh fuck what are they gonna say? It's rather gonna be something useful or funny. Uh, you visit a lot of unique locations, got a lot of different settings, go from snowy to mountains to freaking big cities, little towns, uh, fucking horror, uh, a terror town. Yeah, so there's a lot of different places. And on top of that, all in between, you're doing like caves and, and all that shit, Cl cliff sides, you know, all, a whole bunch of classic fucking RPG areas. You go to all that shit. Uh, the music absolutely slaps from what I heard of it. Like I said, I didn't sit there and just listen to it the full time. You know, sometimes I'm sitting there watching wrestling with my wife and I don't want, you know, that like the music box, like that, that's annoying, man. When you're not playing it and you're just sitting there like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up over there. So yeah, I'm, I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy, happy wife, happy life. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to bother her with all the music, but it is good. I really, I like the music from what I heard of it. It was great. A uh, very unique RPG for the time, and it's still refreshing feeling even today. Like like I said, I just played it in 22, and I absolutely fucking adored it. Not a, a lot of RPGs, I feel, or many games in general can nail funny writing. Like, a lot of games try, and a lot of game, games fail. It's really hard to pull off uh, being funny in video games sometimes, and in writing. It just sometimes, like, what you write you think is funny, but it doesn't translate to, uh, to the actual thing. But, uh, no, this game did a great job. It's very quirky very just weird man it's a very weird different kind of game i really dug it uh the story was interesting i'm not much of a story guy like i said but i enjoyed it the ending of the game is especially cool when you're in ness's mind and shit and it gets all trippy i really really enjoyed that uh otherwise it's a pretty classic you know you you're looking for a bunch of crystals and stuff like that and you gotta get a whole bunch of them usually fucking six or eight of them you know legend of zelda style but you get to go and travel to all these unique locations and meet a bunch of unique characters that's the charm of the game and it's just so much different than uh a final fantasy or uh any one of those kind of rpgs and like i said i haven't like i'm kind of saying that as a reference to myself because those are the only ones that i've kind of played uh i played chrono trigger and i played a little bit of final fantasy 3 and like those games are still very nice looking for for sprite and 16-bit it still looks fine to me i'm playing chrono trigger currently and that game still looks slapping to me like i'm like oh oh you really if someone released a game that looked like this 
yeah, it'd be great. It'd be totally fine. People love that kind of art style. It still holds up great today. But uh, overall, man, like my final thoughts on the game is that yes, if you haven't played uh, Earthbound and you're hesitant or you think that it looks stupid or you're not going to like it or maybe if you just don't like RPGs, that's fine. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But if you're on the fence and you're like, oh shit, maybe, and you have a Nintendo Switch and you have the online, then there's really no excuse uh, to not just dip into it. If it doesn't hook you with its charm right out of the gate, I mean, then there's probably something wrong with your soul and you need to seek help for that. But anyway, no, if you if you are looking for something and you're looking fine, like me, man, like I said, I've been itching to own this game for so damn long, but it was always way too expensive. This game is still very, very expensive. And like, definitely, you know, it is, yes, of course, it's a great game, but is it worth like three, four, five hundred plus dollars to own a physical copy? No, absolutely not. It is not worth it. And uh, yeah, so now it's as easy as owning a Nintendo Switch to find finally get your hands on Earthbound and finally because people need to experience this game uh, a lot of people have over the years but it's still you know not to everybody it was you know it's been talked about so much on the internet I'm doing my own version of it and adding it to a, a list of probably four million video game episodes about this game and um but yeah man even me a guy that never played it I have an open mind I'm not too critical things like that but um, no, dude, it is absolutely holds up brilliantly today. If you enjoyed Undertale and uh, you haven't played this, you will love this. You'll absolutely adore it. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know what to say. I just I'm I'm pleasantly happy and surprised. I didn't think it was going to hit with me as hard as it did. Like, like I said, the first time I played it, I must have played it for three and a half, four hours straight. Just absolutely got me right out of the gate. I was like, damn, like I really just didn't expect it because RPGs usually start really slow and stuff like that. But if you have solid characters, I mean, that's the that's one of the most key ingredients to making a successful RPG is the characters. You got to have good characters because there's usually a lot of talking. And uh, yeah, man, the characters really show through on this and I really enjoyed the gameplay and the little quirks man the little the little quality of life things that it had the auto fighting and uh, the auto skipping fights was fucking sweet I love that so good I want more RPGs to have that thank you please please add that Final Fantasy please there's only so many times and like Pokemon would oh that'd be so amazing like how many times do I have to fucking fight a Pidgey in a Pidgeotto and so like goddamn like let me just just pew, get me through it but, I mean, okay, I know Pokemon, you got to catch Pokemon, but whatever, you know what I mean. Let me have that, those kind of options. And let me sp speed things up. All those quality of life things. So, like, the fact that a game from 1995 had things like this that games today still don't use, um, it's pretty incredible to me. And, um, yeah, not the most graphically beautiful game, but that's not what it is. It's, I think it still holds up today. Again, if you liked Undertale, that game has a kind of similar, like, oh, it's not that pretty, but it wins you over once you get into it and you start to understand what that. It's not about the look. It's, like, everything else around it. It's, like, yeah, I just think, yeah, the, the marketing sadly didn't work out in this game, and it missed missed its mark back in the day. Not a lot of people bought it. And, uh, yeah, it kind of scared the Nintendo off from bringing Mother over to America. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that story yet, but I'm going to learn because I'm going to get into Mother 3 soon. And maybe if I enjoyed it as much as Earthbound, as from what I'm being told, it's better than Earthbound. It has a better, better gameplay and a better story, but that's all subjective. Everyone has their own thinks and thoughts. And my thinks and thoughts on Earthbound is that it's still a fantastic game. I'm not going to give it a score because it's a game from a totally different era, but... 
and it didn't come out today, but all I can say that it, it still exists. I think you should play it if you like RPGs and you have a Nintendo Switch or you have a cheap, easy access to this game. Don't blow $300 on it because it's not worth your money. Um, but if you own it, good for you. Great. Keep it forever or sell it for $1,000 because I would because I'd be like, oh, it's fine. I'll just play the digital version on my Switch. That's cool. If you want the cartridge, that's fine. It's more space on my shelf that's extremely full right now. So anyway... That is it. That's probably one of the longest uh, video game episodes I've done to date. I want to try. I try to keep them like at an average time. I don't want them to get too too long. But uh, again, you guys, let me know what you want. You're my audience, so I'm only doing it so far from what I think and what my buddies tell me that they think. So any constructive criticism is good criticism because it's all about making it better for you and making it better for me. So if there's something that bothers you, let me know. Just don't be an asshole about it. That's all I ask. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I have a ton more of these bad boys, uh, geared up and fucking ready and coming. I have a lot of ideas, uh, more games that I want to do. And I have so many stories in my bank that I can't wait to tell you guys. So just make sure you're following along with this podcast to stay updated with all the newest stuff. Usually we, I upload the game ones on Sundays, wrestling on Saturday and hockey on Wednesdays. So far I've been keeping up with that, but if anything changes, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. I will let you know as first on the there that'll be your quickest way to get that information would be on twitter you also get cool little extra videos sometimes from behind the scene recordings on youtube and all that cool shit you get to see uh, before like a few days before i let you know what game i'm going to be doing on sunday i sometimes drop that as early on wednesday so yeah you can get get excited really early so make sure you follow along on twitter and like the podcast or whatever and make sure you go check out the youtube channel where i'm playing disco elysium right now and just finished resident evil 7 it was a great time and i hope you have you guys had a great weekend and i hope the week ahead is glorious for you because it's fucking another week and yeah i hope it's gonna be really really great i'm stalling for time because my fucking mouse turned off again okay i'm out of here i love you guys hope you enjoyed bye bye